Yep. Give me a nod yeah, when you're ready. Shooter's ready. Stand by. Hey everyone, this is Matt Gunlock from the 3GIQ Podcast. I'm joined here with my co-host Frank Gow. We have two special guests. We have JK and we have Don Everly. Um, this episode, again, is kind of a prequel before the match, kind of give information about the Duskin. And JK, if you can kind of go into who Mike Duskin was and what makes the um, Duskin 3-Gun so special. And Donna, you can kind of go off onto that as well. Yeah, so uh, JK here. Um, so Mike Duskin, it was a uh, chief warrant officer to Mike Duskin. Um, he was on ODA 316. Um, and in 2012, uh, he was killed in action. Um, but that doesn't necessarily define who Mike was. It's just a sacrifice that he kind of laid down. Um, you know, as a lot of guys that serve, he's a husband, a father, and obviously, you know, a warrior at that, um, and he was a huge competitive shooter, too. And, you know, with that, part of the match, the reason why we throw the match in his honor is, one, he was just a huge physical guy. That's why it's a physical match. Um, but he really had a passion for competitive shooting and wanting to get his peers, um, you know, or just the ones that he served with left and right and even the future ones to get into competitive shooting. Um, it's a term that a lot of us use within the military and just even in sports, anything is competition breeds excellence. And, you know, Mike believed that to the core from those that, you know, really knew him the closest. So, you know, after his passing, Mike was, you know, um, Will and a few other guys that had served with Mike, um, you know, they created the match in his honor. And Will, Donna can get a little bit into it, but at first, you know, they kind of just stumbled through it, you know, slapped it together and then, it was a huge hit. Guys loved it. But above all else, you know, it's honoring Mike, his legacy, um, you know, honoring him, honoring the other fallen within the soft community of third group, and then his passion for competitive shooting and getting guys into the sport. And, you know, with Mike, I just if no one ever knows him, I hadn't really seen pictures with him. Um, you know, the guy was like, I think, six foot seven, six foot four, almost 300 pounds, but like a shredded beast, like not, you know, well, I'll probably announce a fat on the guys looking more like a Viking born a couple centuries too late. Um, but had a very, you know, humble demeanor. Actually, it was funny. I, um, can't remember where it was. I was shooting a match and I was wearing one of the shirts and then somebody had shot with Mike before. And they were like, you know, one of the biggest things that they said impressed them about Mike was he was at a match and he got DQ'd. Um, I think when he went to dump his shotgun and it bounced out and, you know, as we know, that's, you know, it's a grounds for DQ, but they said he could have went home, but he stayed there for the next day and a half at the match, continued to help reset, was helping like coach mentor others there at the match. Um, so I think that speaks a lot to Mike's character and who he was, you know, as a person and just his love for the sport. So, you know, the Duskin is just, it's just honoring a man trying to keep that alive. And then 
and not so much just with him as well, but like all those that have fallen to sacrifice and then continue to get guys into the sport, which at the same time makes them better at what they do, which is shooting and moving, uh, which is a big part of what keeps us alive on the battlefield. So, yeah. Donna, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, it's kind of funny that um, JK just mentioned that anecdote about um, meeting someone at a match who remembered that instance of Mike DQing because when I, you know, my husband Will, when I was asking him about just memories of Mike, that was one of the things he said. It's just seemingly small, like blip in someone's existence, like something that normally would be so insignificant, yet two people remember that out of all their time with Mike and, and how just such a reflection that small act is on him. But um, I unfortunately never had the privilege of meeting Mike. Um, we're getting to the point now where a lot of the people who shoot the match um, don't know him. They know of him, but never had the opportunity to meet him. And I think what we're doing is important because it's tying it him to something, you know, bigger than just him as a person because he was larger than life. And so, you know, we're ensuring the continuation of his legacy and, you know, the things he held important to him. Um, and as far as, you know, what makes the match special is it's held on post. Um, it's hosted. It, it's really put on for the members of the third group um, to really, you know, just like JK said, Mike, wanted to make them, you know, as, as much of a lean, trained fighting force. And he saw that competitive shooting was an opportunity for that. Um, you know, we have very specific goals that we try to hold, um, being honoring Fallen and promoting competitive shooting. And I like to think we're doing a pretty good job staying focused on that mission. Um, and like JK said, it's, it's a physical match. Um, Mike wouldn't have wanted it any other way. I've been told he was rarely seen without a shirt off. Uh, was constantly in the gym. So, um, the you know, biggest thing we always try to do is keep this match grassroots. Um, just stay the basics and just do what we set out to do and what we think Mike, how he would have wanted to continue this. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about it. Um, I mean, the whole match is just, you know, just something that's great. Um, it embodies somebody, but it's something that's bigger than himself. And it's 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 a way to keep a memory alive. And it's I, I often say, you know, it's up to us as family and in service members to keep somebody's memory alive because those are the only people that are going to do it the military is not going to do it for mm -hmm. us. So it's up to us really to keep that memory going and to keep the mission going uh, in honoring that person and their family. Yeah. If, if I could actually add something, Matt, um, you know, to what makes the match special too, um, you know, and this is for like people that might not know. And like Donna said, at least within third group, we're getting into a new generation of green Braves that like some of them are just, they're like, what is the dusk? And like, that was the first year they'd ever heard of it. Just kind of nostalgic for me because 2017, I was even like, what's what's the Duskin three gun? Um, so well, I think what makes it special is what a lot of people don't realize is like, and I didn't know this until the last match, and I spent some time with Nate, Mike's son. And um it really hit close to home because like him and I were sitting on the bench and right there at the cadre hooch, um, there's like a little bench that's been there God knows how long. And he's like, Man, I can remember sitting here watching my dad and Eric Eckhart 
put up a little shooting array and just go toe to toe for like hours, like talking shit to each other, like shaving off half a second, quarter second, maybe like a hundredth of a second. And he's like just practicing nonstop, like all the time. And like, so I think that's one of the things that makes it special. I don't think a lot of people maybe realize that, like where the match is held. It's like, that was his stomping ground. That was where he practiced. That was, you know, his kids have memories of him there on the, you know, the range. Um, so it's just, I think that's the other thing that makes it special. It's like, you know, to have that event there where he worked, where, you know, he practiced and everything else. I think it, uh, I think that's huge. You know, I don't think you can replicate that. Now we've had lots of people say like, Oh, you could have it on our, this land, this land. Like, yeah, we could do tons more things if we did it off post, but we're always walking that line of how to best preserve what we're doing. And, you know, I think it's appropriate that it's, always going to be it um you know where he used to train and, and work and do what he loved no that's awesome um and donna duskin is re renowned to having eye-catching logos from the t-shirt to the late lady liberty that you made um to just you know the lambda with the duskin three gun um you know can you go uh, kind of talk to us about all three of those logos and where they all kind of originated. Um, well, it warms my heart to hear you say renowned because uh, I actually was a marketing major in college and somehow landed in tactical, you know, military sales for the entirety of my career, which, as you can imagine, anything military, there leaves very little room for creativity. So any opportunity I get to, you know, mess around with kind of marketing, I'm all about it. And um, when I took over doing match sponsorship, I remember uh, Ben Ben Blanton was the match director that year, and he kind of had a logo as far as the so what we consider the match logo is the lambda with Dusk and Three Gun. Um, so he kind of had that framework. I just messed around with some fonts. Um, but we both we knew that it's important when you're trying to represent something to have something that's, you know, some continuity year after year, just so it's recognizable. Um, but we didn't have anything as far as shirts, um, something that would go on shirts. Um, and I remember just I don't know how I ended up down the rabbit hole, but I saw an image of, and it was like a picture online, but in the background of the picture on the wall in the photo was hanging this picture of a lumberjack punching a bear. And I was like, man, that's something that, you know, we could use year after year, but tweak. Um, it just reminded me of like, you know, Mike, this larger than life, um, you know, fighting this formidable beast. Uh, so kind of pitched that to Ben and then, um, had no idea. Um, I don't think many people knew until maybe last year um, how we even that we, you know, the logo is something that we create on our own. Um, so yeah, we have the match logo, which is the Lambda and the Dustin three gun. And then obviously each year we have a play on Mike punching something, um, which you plan on continuing to do. Uh, Lady at Liberty this year, honestly, was another, you know, we were looking at getting the social media pages up for the match. Um, just lots of extensive Googling. And 
Uh, that caught my eye. I wish I could attribute who the original artist is, but I have no idea. It's been changed a million different ways in a million different places, but it's, you know, all the things you want it to be, it's simple, it's eye-catching. You can kind of just look at it real quick and you get a feel for what we're all about. I mean, there's nothing much more American than, you know, Marilyn Monroe is Statue of Liberty holding a shotgun. I mean, Hell where, yeah. do you, where do you go from there? Um, so I've been extremely fortunate to, you know, be able to utilize, you know, I'll have a little outlet, a creative outlet um, in the match. And it's been overwhelming the reception. Um, I, I was told once that people were taking bets on what the logo was going to be. And <laughs> someone, people were buying extra shirts that thought they may be worth something one year or someday. And, and yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. And it makes me feel like, you know, as far as doing right by what we set up to do, I, I feel like I've done my part with that. No, it's it's awesome. You know, I you don't have to answer, but can you kind of give a hint on what this year may be about? <laughs> it would be Mike punching something. Okay. <laughs> you know better than ask that question. Oh, I know. <laughs> we go through lots of different ideas. There's, you know. Yeah, you know, it's it's not well. Okay, I'll play half jokingly. Um. It was right after the whole Chris Rock, uh, Will Smith thing. There was a variation of the shirt. I think I made a version oh. for my toddler of Mike punching Chris Rock. Um, but, you know, we got to always figure out what's going to be relevant, what's going to be funny, what's the climate, you know, um, something that's memorable. Uh, but, yeah, I guess just have to have to wait till June. Uh, yeah, it's, it's well, funny. we're certainly excited to see what. Uh... Go ahead, JK. But I was just gonna say it's funny because like you know there's there's so much planning that goes into this event. I don't think people really know. Like I didn't really know until I sat in the hot seat. But there's it's almost like the the t-shirt is like the one thing that probably gets so much attention when it comes to planning because like I think that was one of the biggest things. No one even hit me up about anything other than like you better not mess up the t-shirt. There's so much pressure that comes into that t-shirt. The planning that goes behind it between Don and I is just. It's kind of astronomical. It's it's pretty funny, but anyway, that's all I was gonna add. Yeah, the the designs and those T-shirts have definitely become a major attracting factor for the Duskin Three Gun. Um, but heading into this year, uh, you guys plan together for 2022, and you alluded to it a little bit uh, before we started recording that the planning process was already a little smoother this year. But how have things been different uh, this time around? And Donna, we'll start with you. Um, they've been really different in a lot of extremely positive ways. Um, for one, the biggest thing with me, um, you know, handling sponsorship is I can only start soliciting sponsors once we know the match is actually going to happen. And in the past, it's been like, I don't know, I think maybe one year was like April and I'm like, shit, I need to call like hundreds of people in two months and, and pray that they'll you know, take pity on me. Um, but this year, JK jumped right away. I mean, I hardly, I still haven't unpacked from the last match um, before he, you know, got a, the go ahead. Um, so we were able to jump on, um, you know, sponsorship early. And I had an opportunity to kind of polish, you know, the letter we send out, 
um, the, the match prospectus. Um, that's, that's one of the things that getting an early jump has allowed us to do rather than just, all right, let's just see if we can hurry up and pull this off and just have it happen. We're able to focus on the details now and all right, what are some things we learned, you know, worked, what didn't work, what can we make, you know, polish, make better, um, professionalize some things. Um, a big thing we want to do is, you know, kind of create a standard because um, the fear has always been, um, like JK touched on, that, you know, there will come a day where I'm not going to be able to do, continue my role. Um, JK, you know, it, it's going to become harder for match directors to step up, um, especially as they get further away from Mike. Um, we don't know what the future is going to be, you know, with, you know, every year with a different command, you know, command, it's, a lot rides on, you know, the person in charge, how they feel about it and what they're, um, you know, what they're, what they hold important. So, you know, we want to create some sort of standard where if we weren't able to do this, someone could, you know, take, you know, follow our footsteps and, and there's some kind of framework for, all right, how do you, you know, dusk and match 101. Um, because that's the only way we can ensure you know, that it continues. Um, the biggest change this year, um, well, it's been a massive help to me. Um, Matt has very generously um, stepped right up to the plate with sponsorship. Um, my year got a little crazier than expected. Um, so that's been huge. Um, and then also in ensuring future matches one one of the biggest things we've done is started we wanted to create uh, a desk and three gun foundation and uh tie a nonprofit to the match um which would allow us more flexibility we have you know a lot of times we have people who want to donate you know monetary donations but they obviously want to go to nonprofit and at the end of the year any proceeds we have left over after expenses we've always donated to um you know, military char charities like Dustin Stevens Foundation or the Charitable Trust or um, Task Force Dagger Foundation in years past. Um, we plan on always wanting to be able to give a portion of that, but we also, this, you know, having a nonprofit would in, and a foundation would enable us to kind of hold any, you know, excess funds so that we can ensure that the next year, if we don't have someone who can pay for lunch or can put the bill for t-shirts, that at least our costs, you know, the core costs are covered is the biggest goal out of anything. You know, it's great to be able to donate to the charities. It's you know, great to have a good prize table, but our goal has, and, you know, always will be, we just want to hold the match. That, mm -hmm. that is the core reason we exist. It's to have the event, um, hopefully at no expense, you know, personal expense, but um, this would allow us a lot more flexibility um, and kind of safeguard, you know, planning for the future. Yeah, and it's great that you're looking at the longevity of Duskin. Um, too many cases, really great matches tend to, they just go away when the the people that have been holding up and planning them uh, move on to another part of their lives. Um, I'd have to imagine that having JK on as the match director for two years in a row has been a huge help as well. Uh, you alluded to it a little bit. Yeah, um, I can't even express, um, you know, there's been years past, uh, 
before where, you know, a new match director would come on and be like, Hey, so you, you handled the trophy. I'm like, no, I don't do that. Like, and there's just to understand the roles that each other play. Um, you know, I kind of, I know what roles and responsibilities JK has, he knows mine. Um, you know, we're able to, we have a good idea of what each other needs. For example, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm five hours from, from Bragg. Um, when we first talked last year, you know, we talked about the registration area and I'm like, Oh, you know, I'll use this trailer like before. And he's like, yeah, that this isn't there anymore. That's not there anymore. I can't visualize those things. So, you know, he doesn't know what I'm expecting. I don't know what's there. Um, so just having that kind of, you know, basic understanding and then by knowing what each other needs and, you know, we're able to, you don't have to focus on so much of the big stuff and then we can get into like, all right, so in addition to just making this happen, how do we make it better? How do we polish it? What are the little details that were big things that we can focus on? Because it's always the little things that end up being, you know, kind of big, mm. big things in the end. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been huge and we can bounce ideas off each other as to, you know, what went well, what didn't go well, you know, what's in the realm of possible, how can we, you know, make it better? Yeah, great, great to hear that. Um, JK, you, you talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but uh, in terms of the planning process, how has that been different this year for you? Um, I'd say now that I, I know what I'm getting myself into and I've done it before, I'd say last year, the difference, the biggest difference is like, I'm calm. <laughs> like last year, there was just, there was an over amount of pressure to get it right, you know, and just to bring it back and just, you know, all that expectation came with it. Um, so a lot of times I was really stressing just, you know, about every little single piece. And then there was, there were some mistakes made and they weren't made where they reflected on the match. It was like, you know, they, it just cost me lots of sleepless nights. <laughs> Um, and it was stuff I was like, at the time I was like, man, I could have done this like months ago. Um, you know, so now, like, as it came up, I like took notes and made them. And then, you know, back actually in January, I started leaning forward and getting stuff together. I already started building like walls. I started resourcing stuff to get like stands, uh, like the, the RO boxes where it's just like pasties, all that. Like I've already got that all set up to the side. So then I just throw a walkie talkie, a tablet in there and a charger. And it's like, here you go. Um, so just little things like that, that I saw, like that I overlooked last time, cause I was looking at the big picture and didn't take into straight because into consideration, the finer details, it's like, it's kind of like, I've been there. I know what I'm getting myself into. I know what to expect. I know what I need to do because I've done it before. Um, and you know, but it's also one of the things it's not to the point of complacency because there's still that edge you know, of knowing like, Hey, I really got to make this good. Like came back with a bang last year. So this year I would say I'm having fun with it, even with the planning process. Like I'm excited. I'm thinking about ideas. I'm building stuff, you know? Um, I think Donna can probably even attest to the difference in my demeanor on my texts and like phone calls. Cause usually last year it was like my hair be on fire and I'm like, Oh my God, I totally wasn't thinking about this. She's like, it's cool. I got this I already did that. And I'm like, Oh, whereas like this year I'm like, Hey, I already did this, this and that. And she's like, Oh, Okay, but I don't have to worry about it. And then cool. I'm like, yeah. Or mm -hmm. so I would say with that, to me, I think the difference is, you know, I'm having fun with it this year. Um, 
And it's it's kind of more exciting, whereas last year I was like just a big ball of nerves. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, like I said, with, you know, this year I'm not really looking at like making the event better than it was last year. I just want to ensure that it's a great event in its own. Um, and then it's just going to be another memorable year to add on to all the ones before that. Nice. So, you know, kind of seeing that, that it is your second year being the match director and, you know, the stage designs always do incorporate elements of Mike Duskin's character and, you know, shooters do expect to see fitness and military related challenges, you know, can you give us a hint on what we may or may not see uh, coming up this next uh, match? Yeah. Um, so I will say there's going to be some things you saw last year in some of the stages that uh, you'll probably see reemerge in a different form. But, um, you know, there's, there's some of the stuff where it was like, I was going to kind of add a, a different, um, different flavor to it. And I did, but I still incorporated some of the very, um, similar things that were in there. Um, you know, if you recall last time there was like fast roping, you know, you had like kettlebell carries, you had some, you know, tight roping. So with that, there's some of the stuff from last year that'll be in there. Um, and then I also started looking back at all the other years past, um, that I could as much footage as I could get from when I shot the 2017 and 2018. Um, I was able to dig up a video or two of, um, I think it was 2015 uh, or maybe 16. So then I looked at it and I was like, so you're going to see some, some stuff from past matches. It won't be regurgitated stages, but little bits of pieces from the past um, show up in there as well. Um, there's one I'm really excited for. Uh, I kicked my butt the second year that I shot it. Uh, and I was like, yeah, this would be really cool. I think, you know, people enjoy it. Um, and then, with the last year, if um, you know, for those that didn't get to shoot it, there was the, um, you know, we re renamed it for certain reasons, but it was the surprise cock bag stage where, uh, <laughs> which is essentially a special delivery honoring a mission by Mike that he had conducted um, where they were essentially in a dump truck and ambushed a Taliban checkpoint. So with that, it's, it's kind of hard to, I would just say there's going to be some stages where it's in dedication to other guys that were just as phenomenal and larger than life, um, you know, as Mike and that um, had Mike met him would have been very proud that um, they did what they did. And um, so I'm in the works now of like contacting someone. And so there's going to be a stage or two that's going to have, you know, a feel to it in honor of an act that was committed similar like what we did for Mike in the, um, the house stage. So you'll get, you know, there's you know, obviously be a jacking steel. That's always going to be a stage. It's always going to be the most physical one in the match. Um, but then sprinkled throughout, you're going to get some of that, some of that stuff that only guys in the army, you know, are going to experience that the civilian shooters will get to experience. So I think that's one of the things about the match too, is like you come there, you know, you're sliding down ropes, you're climbing up ladders, um, you know, you're kicking indoors or whatever else. So it's like the civilians are getting that aspect of it. And, you know, for army guys, it's kind of like, okay, that's a day in life usual. But then for them, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing a double Texas star. What is this thing twirling all around? <laughs> you know? So it's like each side of the house is getting a certain feel for something they've never seen before. Um, and then um, 
the Death Star. Uh, I'll say that you're going to see that thing show its uh, ugly head Good. in the match. Uh, <laughs> and um, certainly a little tricks and stuff I have up my sleeve. Are you going to make yeah. uh, Nate Saskowitz carry or uh, Jack uh, Jack up 100 pound ca- uh, dumbbells? I will say this this year. Um, I looked at it last year, and I will say the penalties are going to be stiff this year. Um, it so it's because the biggest thing I want to make it is like it's it's physical, um, but the physicality part is you know it's a part of it. So you have to be able to shoot and move fast, but you also have to be able to like physically meet the demands, you know, of what you would meet every day if you were, you know, in Mike's field of work. And honestly, Mike, you know, I don't think he would want it any other way. I mean, even Nate, Nate told me like at the last year's match, he was like, this is probably the most physical one I've ever seen. And he's like, but I don't think my dad would have wanted it any other way. Um, so, you know, and I, I'm not going to lie. At one point I was kind of worried. I sat back and I was like, man, I wonder if a lot of people are going to be turned off from this because, you know, I'm, I'm a very physical person. Sometimes and some of those stages, I think we talked about it last podcast, um, Ben Blanton and Jason Byerly actually kind of had me tone it down a bit because he was like, all right, man, you're going to, I don't think people are going to be able to like really handle with this. But so back to that, not to get off track. Um, yeah, you'll see some flavors of different stuff. Some of the, from the last match, you'll see a little bit of different stuff show again. It was a big hit that guys, you know, really liked, um, as well as like paying homage to past matches and then, you know, paying respects to some guys that have done some pretty phenomenal acts, um, you know, within their careers. I'm just kind of honoring that. Real quick, do you want me to bring a 200-pound sandbag for the match? Uh, <laughs> I've already got plenty of those, actually. So. But, yeah. uh, excited to see what you guys uh, come up with. Uh, just to let you know, I'm already incorporating uh, cutting a zip tie and some other things into my dry fire. So mm-hmm. hopefully I'll be ready. Um, I'll but, say that's not going to be back this year. Ah, okay, all right. Or if you want to like be green, reduce your carbon emissions, and prep for the match, you can start like pulling your car with your teeth. That would be a good one. <laughs> Just a little tip. That'll okay. get you ready. <laughs> all right, good to know. But um, as a match director, JK, um, you know that the ROs are a major component of having a successful match and making sure that it flows and uh, people know what to do and get from stage to stage on time. So uh, what's something that you're looking for when you're selecting your RO staff? And then uh, is there anything that you're going to be doing this year to prepare them differently than what you did last year? Yeah. So with RO staff, the way I, I structure it is I have, I, I get a green beret pretty much per stage and, um, and for each, for each one of those guys, I also want to be familiar with um, competitive shooting. Because uh, obviously there's some things, you know, we do within our line of work that are, you know, like the 180 rule, like with us, like, you know, weapon pointed down, we can turn around and that's fine, right? It's pointing in a safe direction. Um, however, competitive shooting, that's going to get you sent home. Because um, regardless of where it's pointed, it's breaking the 180, you know. Um, but anyway, so they kind of understand both sides of that house. And they're able to kind of coach and mentor the other shooters. And then obviously having um, usually, usually it's like a green beret or an active duty service member, um, you know, within the community in some aspect. And then I'll have like two civilians there with them that are, you know, used to ROing and, you know, part of the, you know, USPSA or, you know, three gun and that nature. So, you know, 
obviously there's one guy that's being the RO, keeping everyone safe. You got the score, and then you got the other guy kind of pushing everyone along. Um, so that's usually what I'm looking for, and guys with a lot of experience, and then above all else, um, cool level heads on them. Um, with it, you have an overwhelming majority of those attending not familiar with the sport um, or competitive shooting. Um, they're military guys, and that's kind of the reason – why I have like a service member there at every stage, just so there's that individual that can kind of, you know, cater to that, that crowd, so to speak. Um, and then, mm -hmm. you know, never, never have we ever had an issue to where, you know, someone had to basically like pull military rank or anything like that. Cause somebody got unruly, but it's just, if something's going to happen and someone's going to have to like either DQ somebody, I would rather have it be the face of someone that's in the same organization as them. God forbid if it's some service member. Um, so really I just, I look for experience, know-how, patience above all else, because I want a good experience kept for the shooters, um, service members and, um, civilians alike. So that's one of the biggest things I look for is just, you know, obviously experience and then their demeanor and, um, make sure everybody's getting a fair shot and getting the same look and then obviously, um, having a good match. Um, hmm. what was the other part of your question? Sorry, I drew a blank. Uh, how, what are you doing to prepare them differently this year, if at all? Yeah. So for this year, oh, a lot of stuff, actually. Uh, some of the mistakes I made. So the staff match. So pretty much um, any active duty service members that work the match, they also get to walk the price table. So in order to do that, I have to prove all, prove all the stages the day prior to the staff match, which is fine. Um, but then last year, one thing I overlooked is the day before the main match is when we did it. But what I didn't take into account, and we said before, the Duskin is a very physical match. Um, mm -hmm. The RO, you know, the staff, the ROs that were shooting the match, they, you know, ran their own stages, which is fine, but then they reset them. They also shot them, and then they went through the whole day shooting, and then they showed up for two more days, you know, resetting and running the stages. So they were a little beat down by that third day. And um, so, like, one thing for prepare them is I'm bringing in – some extra staff to like open and close the ranges, help with resetting just so they're not as smoked going into the actual match itself. Mm -hmm. um, like I remember a buddy of mine, Dave, uh, he, um, Dave Palmer, he was the RO for stage two and it wasn't so bad for the other two ROs that were like keeping score and resetting, but for him, like running the guy through, he's like, man, I've jumped out of that window, like probably 200 <laughs> Times. <laughs> he, was, yeah. he was beat so is that the one you know, where you drag the tire yeah you drag the tire the long yeah. range from the tank trap yep and then that was where you uh like frank said when you cut yourself uh, when you're like breaking out of prison so to speak mm -hmm. and um so yeah that was that stage so in preparing them basically <laughs> physically it's to get them a little bit more um help on the, the staff match day so that way you know they're you know they're gonna help reset but it's like someone else can lift the tire and like put it back where it needs to be at or somebody else can drag <laughs> back to where he needs to go. And so they're not doing it umpteenth million times. And then, you know, it's in June too. So it's really hot. Um, and then I didn't do it last time because I had so much other stuff going on. Um, this year I plan on kind of creating like a group chat with all their ROs, put out information, kind of streamline that process. I had a very brief meeting with them last time. Um, I made sure that every stage knew, but it was kind of, um, I don't say disorganized, but um, 
compartmentalize probably a better word because I would go to each individual like set of groups of like, hey, this instead of getting them all together at once and then putting out some guidance. Um, I think that would make it easier on me because now I'm not going to seven different places, you know, telling them to do this, that, and the other. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say in doing that, just kind of getting them a little bit more informed, uh, putting out timely information and stuff like that. I got a quick follow-up. Um, you know, we, we kind of talked about RO help, and I know JK pretty much has a lot of the ROs solidified. Um, well, I was going to ask Donna a question, but um, I'll ask you, JK, uh, if somebody isn't able to, you know, volunteer to RO, is there any other capacity in which they could help? Um, actually, yes, there are. So this year, what's what's hurt me so far and the biggest is um, a lot of the people that help service members, they, uh, they're going to be gone due to operational requirements, um, you know, deployed and whatnot. So almost half of the people, more than I say, almost three quarters of the people that helped me last year kind of, you know, aren't going to be here this year, which it's fine. Um, there are, I know Donna, she needs help with certain things. Um, you know, like, uh, whenever they deliver the food, helping prep plates, pushing it out to all the, the ROs while they're working the match, um, helping set stuff up, whether it's for the prize table, um, you know, even coming out during construction time, like, you know, there's always stuff. A lot of time when it comes to construction, um, you know, Jason Byron, he came out there and, you know, I'm not, you know, Jason will downplay it, whatever he wants to, he'll say it was all you, you know, I built them. I built the stages. I had them sketched out and I started building it. He came in and helped me refine them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not to get off the topic of that question, but that's kind of the part of the having fun this year is I learned a lot from that man. Um, and when it comes to, you know, stage design and stage planning, as far as the flow of a match timing, you know, Hey, if you got a longer stage here, then you make up for it by having a quick reset. So this year I even told him, Hey man, like, I just want to build everything. And then I want you to come through like two days, three days out and let's go through them together and then like mentor me some more so I can like build on what, you know, I learned in the past. Um, but obviously with that, I mean, there's always like props and stuff that got to be painted. Um, you know, um, coming out like, you know, honestly, last year, like I was running around doing a lot. Like it'd be awesome to just have some of my other sole job out there is like making sure all the coolers are filled up, making sure that there's ice where it needs to be at. Um, so there's, there's little areas where I can use people. I mean, it may, a lot of times it might be just be hanging out, but it's stuff that makes, you know, a little bit easier on Don and I. Um, as the match is actually getting executed. Um, and, and, I, and I asked because, uh, you know, people have come and asked, hey, where can I help? You know, and, and, and so I'm going to pass that information to them and they'll hear hear it from you too on this yeah, podcast. I mean, there's, yeah, there's there's tons of, I mean, there's, I wouldn't say there's tons of ways. Um, the biggest thing is always, and some of it, it sucks because like it has to be service members because like we're going to have like the drivers and stuff moving everything. It's going to be, you know, military vehicles and stuff like that. So just due to the regulations of the army, like you gotta have service members being the ones, you know, operating the equipment. Um, but like I said before, there's just little things like serving food, making sure the coolers are stocked up. Um, there's plenty of ice, like a couple, I think last time we had somebody go do an emergency run for some paint. Um, Cause we went through a lot faster, you know, um, I've kind of planned for some of that stuff this year, but there's just, there's little ways, man. A lot of it, it's it's seems like if I said it like, hey, I just need you to fill up the things. You're like, oh, that's not a lot, but like, it's one less thing I got to worry about. And I'm out like making sure the stages are flowing properly, 
something's break broken, got to fix it. There's a backup at one stage. How can I start getting through people through faster? Um, ensuring that the match gets done. Um, see, I would say one biggest thing is just reach out, just ask and be like, "Hey, I'm available these dates." Um, you know, and then I can I can employ you somehow. Yeah, and the easiest way um, <clears throat> is you know if you send a message through the Instagram or Facebook pages, it's um, both of them is at Dusk and Three Gun. Um, if you're interested in helping out, um, one thing I would ask is if you shot the match in years past, we're just there watching or we're a sponsor. We would love, love, love feedback of any kind, <clears throat> good, bad. You have an idea that seems out there. Um, that's the biggest thing on my end to ask for because that's the only way. Um, so, you know, either one of those ways, just reach out to us. Um, if you know someone, you know, a company who hasn't sponsored in the past who would like to sponsor in any way. Um, but, it, you know, all those things JK just mentioned, all those little things we learn that we need um, speaks to that continuity piece because you're so smoked by the end of the match that writing down notes of things that didn't work or, you know, with match in the past, it's like, it doesn't happen. It's an afterthought. And, you know, so I'm sure match directors in the past ran into the same issues, but they weren't ever, you know, recorded. And it's understandable because match ends, you're back to your daily life. You're, you're nine to five. Um, so having that continuity, we can keep record of all those things and, you know, know how to make it better. So, you know, kind of going on with that, um, being that this is your second year again, JK, uh, how has, has there been any change or any progress made, you know, deal, since this is held on a military base, uh, dealing with the Fort Bragg leadership? Um, actually problems. No, um, overwhelming support as far as, you know, cause anything actually today I sat into a meeting up at headquarters and it was pretty much like, you name it, give it to us. There's a lot of stuff. I was like, Hey, I'll handle this. And right now nah, we got it. Um, so I'd say from even like, you know, the operations shop S3, you know, they're all over at the command team. Um, they fully support it. Um, and even all the way up into like USASOC, um, I think the USASOC CG plans on coming out. I guess he, you know, attended the Memorial three gun. Um, so he's like all about, you know, these type of events. Um, and he's, um, a buddy of mine, Sean Fleener, that works up there. First, of all, he was like, "Hey, he, you know, is really enthused about it. Once you know, never heard of it. Wants to come out and see all about it." So I'd say the overwhelming support is there for it. I think, um, and to make sure it's an enduring event. Um, so I'd say this year round, it's kind of like everyone's expecting it. You know, I had people reaching out around January, like, "Hey, you know, when's the dust? What are the dates? Um, is it happening again?" Like, yeah. So you know, it's it's getting the exposure that it once had. And I think the support um, and then the benefit too of like where I'm at now being the NCYC out there at range 65 is like when I do my calendar, like I put it in there. So it's already, it's already been made aware. Everyone in group, you know, but leadership's tracking. Okay. This is, you know, an enduring event um, for an advanced skills company, ASC. So I would say no issues as far as that goes. It's, it's pretty positive this year. Um, and then getting me what I need to. 
And I got a follow on for you, Donna. Um, with that being said, you know, JK has been handling the military leadership side and, you know, we've been handling more of the sponsorship side. Uh, would you say the level of support that we've had this year has kind of, you know, met your expectations or exceeded your expectations? <laughs> um, Matt, you can testify to this, that there's a good majority of sponsors who, you know, not that we want to wait to the last minute, but worst case scenario, if we did, we could call them a week before the match if something happened and they might not be able to support in the same capacity they always do or would like to, but they would do whatever they could move mountains to sponsor the match in some way. So I'm, you know, every year and I'm, I'm glad Matt, you're going to see this because I couldn't, it's like, you wouldn't believe it if I told you without experiencing it, you know, again, like we can't offer the same return on investment or, you know, from a monetary business standpoint that other matches can. And I'm, we can't even post banner, you know, hang banners. Um, so there's, you know, having to turn sponsors away, they want to do more, but we're so restricted in what we can do. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing to have sponsors reach out to us. Um, I remember looking at one of the emails, like I, I sent an email to LaRue and, and I would say within 15 minutes, Mark LaRue emailed me back saying we're plank holders. We're in, we're not going anywhere. And it's just like, wow. You know, Travis Fogel from Vortex, like, mm -hmm. hey, freaking, we're supporting. We're also sending somebody out there to help support you guys. You know, let us know how he can be, best be employed. Uh, it, it's, it is pretty amazing. I mean, it's and amazing even by itself, but then considering, you know, a lot of these guys, they have to pitch their, you know, they have a certain amount of marketing or promote, you know, sponsorship they're going to do this every year. Some of those things will give a tangible return. Mm -hmm. Some won't. And this is not one of those matches where you can put a dollar figure. I mean, yeah, you've got special force community, you know, senior product and prize table, but it's not the same like other matches. And we get that. And it just makes us so much more appreciative. But on the flip side, too, you know, I tell sponsors and I, I really believe it that it doesn't go unnoticed amongst the people who are there. You know, it kind of almost the sense is that the sponsors who support this event have the purest of intentions and their hearts are in the right place. And it makes it all the more appreciated. So, I mean, it's just, I, I want to say sponsorship's great and I'm surprised, but at this point it's like, I'm, I'm not because that's just how this event is. Um, and we've just been beyond lucky. Um, you know, we still have a long ways to go, but I'm not, I stopped freaking out a couple years ago because I just know that as long as we keep doing things right, um, keep our goals, you know, centered and focused, that it'll all come because um, they believe in what we're trying to do. So, I mean, there's no other words to describe it. I mean, just very fortunate. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, it like you said, you've been doing this a while, so you're you're not as necessarily blown away, but it's like 
like I, I remember like texting the two of you in the group chat. It's like, oh my God, we just got this sponsor. Oh my God, we just got this sponsor. This is awesome. Like these people are just like, like sending stuff back as soon as we can. It's like, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first couple of years it did it. It's like each you get one sponsor, and I'd be messaging or emailing the match. And like, oh my god, we got this. And now I'm like, oh, you know, I'll wait a couple more because, <clears throat> and it's not that we take it for granted because we don't, but it's just, and, and I wouldn't say it's an expectation, but it's just, I don't know, it's just it is how it is, and I hope it always will be that way. And if you know, I always say if there's anything. You know, in yes, we're limited, but if there's anything we can do to within our confines to better, you know, thank our sponsors or or you know whatever we can do, you know, we'd love the feedback. But I'm, um, yeah, we're just hope it'll be another great year, and sponsors are a big part of that. Well, I you know I think it's a testament not just to Mike Duskin, you know, showing the character that he has and the legacy that he's left. But a testament to, you know, all the match directors who have ran that match and a testament to you, Donna, like everything that you've done on the administrative and sponsorship side to reach out to those sponsors that like these companies and these individuals that we contact, it's special to them because they know what what the mission is, is something that is greatly appreciated and, and extremely important. Oh, and um, <clears throat> thank you. And and that's why, like, we're so selective and, you know, do we need help? Heck yeah, we do. But we also have to be selective because, <clears throat> you know, everyone who's interfacing with sponsors or anything to have to do with the the match itself <clears throat> is representative of the event, is representative of Mike, is representative of third group um, by proxy and, <clears throat> you know, that reputation follows follows you and so it's it's very important that we keep doing the right things and um you know my favorite is when there there's still a handful of sponsors who have you know every now and again i'll get an email saying oh i shot with mike or i knew mike um super cool especially considering i didn't um so that they're doing it and they're stoked about it not you know for so many other reasons that's it's i still love getting those emails yeah uh sounds like the planning is going along really well for this year guys i am really excited to come out in june and shoot the match and um really looking forward to it looking forward to meeting you guys in person uh experiencing the match and uh, i would have to say that like it, it's already starting to outside the military shooting community one of the pieces of feedback i got from the last podcast we did was from a uspsa shooter in the raleigh area and he's like i had no idea what the duskin was i've heard about it before i didn't realize what the intent was i didn't realize it was a memorial match and that's awesome that it happens every year and i hope it keeps going so uh thank you guys for all the hard work and effort that you've put into it but at this point is there anything else that you want to leave the listeners with and donna we'll start with you um maybe uh i just wish we could kind of go back and you know it, it's tough the the better it is each year it's like with, like with the logo you're kind of like all right can we you know put our expectations back down because just the pressure is more and more and more from every aspect like 
<clears throat> what crazy stages is JK going to have? What's the logo going to be? Um, you know, and um, it's great to challenge ourselves, but it's also an enormous amount of pressure, which is part of the fun. But um, I mean, really, we just nothing can describe Saturday, prize table day, just the vibe that's out there. Um, I it's always what I look forward to the most of all. I mean, it's like all this craziness for you know months and months, and then just that twenty minutes. Uh, if you could bottle just the the emotion and and everything that's that's what makes it worth it every year so i'm greatly looking forward to that um just seeing you know people who become like family to me out there um you know the those last you know couple minutes of dust every year it's like something you almost you almost fall into like a depression afterwards because it's like all is right with the world and then i come back home and you're like uh there's traffic there's you know mean people there's you know there's just nothing like it it's it's very addicting and um it's just wonderful and something you want to just carry with you so I'm just looking forward to that again and hoping that we you know meet every meet and exceed everyone's expectations I'm sure you guys will but JK any last words yeah um there's anything I can leave the listeners with um you know, like I said before, I'm not trying to outdo last year's performance that we did um, or any of the other directors, you know, that have done before. But if there's one thing I can say for this year's Duskin is, um, you know, we're I'm trying my best to make it probably one of the most, like, memorable ones um, in a lot of ways, just production value and not to grow it more, you know, outside of what it's meant to be, but just to, you know have a, a more polished, refined product that's, um, that, you know, better for the shooters and all the attendants and then above all else honoring Mike. And, um, you know, as I was a kid, my grandfather used to always tell me, tell me, he's like, you know, no matter what you do or what it is, he's like, take pride in what it is and give it a hundred percent, you know, and, and whether I've, I can remember when I was in basic training, man, I like volunteered for some detail and it was painting freaking the, the parking stripes in a parking lot <laughs> as dumb as it was, you know, I like did my best, you know what I mean? Like that's how my grandfather was. And so, you know, with that attention to detail and obviously this isn't painting stripes in a parking lot. Um, you know, it's, it's putting on a match that's near and dear to everyone's heart mm-hmm. to say with this year's um, some of the stuff we're trying to do is just one solidify it more of a, of an enduring event. Um, and then, you know, as Donald alluded to with the foundation, um doing things to ensure its longevity and i think with this year you're going to see it kind of get ramped up a notch um with just the product that we're trying to give everybody and like i said before it's mainly because mike as much as he wanted to be physical and everything else he would want it to be a solid event that was not only taken with pride but also with some hard-earned sweat and you know um effort and i think that's the biggest thing like I put a lot of effort in the last years, but I think with this year's now that I'm hitting the ground running, learning the lessons I did, I'm like, okay, how can I make it better um, for everyone? And then not only how do I make it better, but how do I make it better for the next guy that, you know, takes over for me? Um, so I would just say, hey, 
be prepared for another stellar event. Um, it's going to be one in its own, just as all the other ones were. And other than that, I hope you're working out because you're going to need it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, we really do appreciate this. Uh, I, you know, I've gotten so many compliments about the last episode um, and how special, like, people, you, you the way you guys speak about it you know people remember remember it uh this is one of their favorite episodes uh and i hope this one is too um and i know everybody that is registered they're just so excited like people are putting it all over their instagram stories and just uh, it just goes to show how special it is so thank you both for everything that you guys do and uh we look forward to the next time Thank you for having us again. Yeah, I appreciate it, Matt. Appreciate it, Frank. Anytime. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And to the listeners, we hope you enjoyed this. Please give us feedback. Let us know what you think. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.